Avocado Toast. News, politics, and social issues for young people by young people. Hey guys, it's Jesse. And Griffin. And we just spent like 40 minutes. Not even, it was like 30 minutes trying yeah. to figure out how to get Griffin's audacity to work again. Yeah, it's uh, it was a challenging time i mean that was actually the 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 last time we tried to record uh i think that was the reason why we didn't because it was it legitimately took us an hour and we still couldn't fix it yep and then i eventually fixed it so now we can record again sort of yeah um pretty much what i my new understanding is that apple is garbage which i already knew yeah it just really reinforced it yeah, um, yeah. Okay, let's catch everyone up. Because um, we haven't uploaded an episode in a long-ass time, I think since November. That's probably because I got really depressed and never edited the episodes in order to upload them. And then my grandpa died, and now it's January. Yeah, I mean, and then there, there was also... Like, the holidays and... Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I think it was just... So it was a mix of, we were busy, and also, your grandfather passed. Um, and yeah. And our program just decided, out of the blue, that it's uh, not working. Uh, yeah, it's bullshit, but there's nothing we can do about it. Um... Griffin has continued to work his same job. Yeah, I have. Um, we're now closed to the public for January to do some, like, re... Uh, I almost said redecorating. That's not quite what it is. Renovating. Renovating. <laughs> okay. Um, most, which is mostly just cleaning, like, updating some of the exhibits. Um, just doing maintenance on the others. Um, yeah. So, so what does that mean that you're doing? Um... Pretty much, so I'm, it means I'm mostly I'm organizing and cleaning. Um, so today, um, one of the things is one of we have exhibits where they're sort of like dioramas, um, and but they're like life size, like okay, things that you can look in, and they're full of actual like reproductions and stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, so it one of them is like a barracks. Like what a barracks mm-hmm. inside of a barracks would have looked like, and one of them is the inside of what is called a casemate, mm-hmm. um, which is where they made uh, cartridges for cannons. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, and we just went in and we cleaned. Uh, so we took all of the items out. So all these like reproductions, we cleaned them by either vacuuming them off or like dusting them. Or, like, just sort of dusting them down. Um, And then we uh, vacuumed inside the exhibit. And then we put everything back where it was. Uh, Okay. And that's how I spent most of my day today. Seems like it's more interesting than, like, admitting people to the museum. It's definitely different. Um, The main thing is that it's a lot more... So it's a lot more physically active, which I Mm -hmm. kind of like. Um, And it means that I get to be on a Monday through Friday schedule rather than... Nice. Uh, what, like a, we'll know when it happens schedule. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I've always, I mean, I always work weekends. That's sort of, um, except when I like take a specific day off. 
but yeah. it's um it my schedule no longer changes from week to week. Well, that's nice. Um, and so. part yeah, so part of that is just I don't really have any days to take off in January. And, okay. Um, part of that is my because ev- everyone's just there. Yep, has decided we're going to be there Monday through Friday because we're not at the whims of the public. Yep. Well, that's nice. Yeah. So yeah, it is. It is actually very nice. Um, it it is a welcome change. Well, we have a quite a bit of news. I did pare down my news, so it shouldn't be any longer than a normal episode. Um, and by now, pretty much anyone listening should be aware of the news that has happened. Um, so, um, Jeffrey Epstein's autopsy. Um, at the end of October, I don't know why I still have this. I must have said it already, but in case I didn't, um, a pathologist that was hired by Epstein's brother claims that the, um, autopsy points to homicide based of of the way that, like, his bones were broken and whatnot. Um, at the end of October, the Nats won the World Series, so that's pretty cool. Boo. Um. Yeah. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Um, The beginning of November, Beto O'Rourke ended his presidential campaign. Thank fucking God. Um, And then sometime in... Oh, at the beginning of December, Kamala Harris dropped out. Um, And then just yesterday, Julian Castro dropped out. Um, So that one's actually sad. Yeah, I was going to say about the 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 others. The first two um, are not accept- upsetting, and in fact, the opposite. And then the most recent one is actually a little bit sad. I mean, I'm not terribly broken up about it, but... I mean, yeah. <laughs> Other things that have happened, like, in terms of, like, the political campaigns... Um, Kamala Harris... No, not Kamala Harris, fuck. I mean, Elizabeth Warren has kind of gone back on her support of... Um, Medicare for all. So, yeah, I'm no longer voting for Warren. I'm voting for Bernie. So, I'm sorry. We've disappointed you all, but where Bernie stands now. Actually, I don't know what Griffin is thinking, but I am back to standing Bernie. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think it's the kind of thing is I don't really have any faith in any of the political candidates at this point um not even bernie not even my mr bernard bernie more than the rest well that's fair uh but the the issue i have with bernie is i really do think that the age thing is concerning concerning i think it's gonna be a hindrance I don't think it'll be a, too much of a hindrance thing going up against Trump because they're not that far apart in age. Yeah. Um, and Trump does take considerably worse care of his body. Um, yes. So, like, I really don't think health sh- Like, I'm not sure if it will be a factor. I don't think it should be considering, it, like, in a runoff between those two um, just because they're both of their health is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's... The the main issue that I have is I feel that Bernie isn't far left enough. Um, 
Well, he's far further left than like Warren. Yes, no, he's further, further left, than, left any, than any any of the other candidates. Um, yeah, but I, it's I I just wish that we. Well, I also just wish that we had a, there was a presen- presidential candidate who was like Bernie's like sort of I guess the most like honest about his policies. Mm-hmm. I just I just wish there was someone who was like even perhaps more honest than that, um, and also who, yeah, and also who would just tell Pete Buttigieg to fuck off to his face. I mean, um, someone should. We need a presidential candidate who is allowed to swear. That's well, my, one day. That's my that's my take. Is we we need someone who can openly tell their opponent to shut the fuck up. Um, before TV, they could. Uh, well, I mean, the ra- I mean, there was the radio, and so you you can I mean you couldn't swear on the radio. It was illegal. I mean, yes, but it was less. You weren't always on the radio, whereas now everyone's always being filmed constantly. Yeah, actually, and I mean that actually. There was a clip of Joe Biden going around where he said that where he said our culture is not important. Imported from some African nation or some. Yes, Asian I saw nation. that. So um, it, it's our European culture. Um, to be fair, it was he was it was taken out of context. He was talking about um, how American culture allows um, is really permissive of sexual violence to con- uh, continuing, and so he was specifically tracing mm. it back to um, English, like common law. Yeah. Um, but it is the kind of thing where it's like, it kind of, like, you're always being recorded and you kind of have to, like, it's, it's, it's like, it's a terrible soundbite. A horrible soundbite. That's really bad. Yeah. Um, um and I, I mean, that, that was, it was, there was a terrible soundbite from Bernie, I think it was maybe last year, um, where someone asked him if he believed yeah, it was it was about whether or not prisoners should vote. We talked about this. Oh yeah, yeah, and, we and, did. And mm-hmm. but they specifically asked, "Do you like? Do you think prisoners should vote? Like even people like the Boston bomber." And his response and he was, was like, "The Boston bomber should vote." And he's, he's he said right. The, bo- the Boston bomber <laughs> should be allowed to vote, which is terrible soundbite. Yeah. Um, like he should know you're always being recorded. Terrible soundbite. Um, I mean, but, like, because the context was, is, like, yeah, I think everyone should have the right to vote. I, I think that should be an unalienable right. Like, you shouldn't be yeah. able to take that away from anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, just the way it's like, yes, the Boston Bombers should vote. Mm, maybe not the best way to phrase that, Bernie. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, and, I mean, I, 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 th- I do think that's just sort of, like, part of the issue is, like, the, the political culture's, like, focus on... Oh, what soundbite sounds the best? Because um, Americans don't aren't invested enough in politics to actually go in and do research on the context, and uh, so like your average American is going to hear something like the Joe Biden clip uh, mm-hmm. or the uh, Bernie clip and just be like, "Ooh, don't like those guys." <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um. Um. To be another. F- I was going to say to be fair. I do think Joe Biden is possibly a little bit racist well no actually not even he is racist he is racist it's not even possibly he i think i think he's a little bit racist um i we're, we're going into this too much um well it's mostly me i'm the one going to too yes much. <laughs> a little bit <laughs> okay so um the museum closed 
if you know what that is. A single the news museum. It was the worst fucking museum I've ever been in, ever. Um, and it was, like, one of the only museums in D.C. that you had to pay to go into. So, like, good fucking riddance. Have you ever been to the Betsy Ross Museum? Um, because that was so... I, I went there over... I, w- I went home for three days around Christmas. And so, I guess... I guess it was... I think it was the... 24th. Okay. It was my, my first day back in Philadelphia with my Okay, parents. if it's a museum in Philly, then I've never been to it because I've never been to Philly. Uh, you should come sometime. Um, I know. <laughs> but I went, I went there. It's the Betsy Ross house. It's allegedly where the first American flag was sewn. It's probably not true. You are 100% correct that it is uh, probably not true. Um, the issue is they didn't really impress that upon your, uh, the average visitor, um, that it's almost certainly not true. I say almost certainly it's, she did so at least she was sewing flags very early on. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's impossible to know who sewed the very first one. Um, Mm -hmm. because there's like no records, right? There's, there's very, like there were, there were records just like not a whole lot and also not regarding that specific things because as you might know uh sewing american flags uh was illegal because it was considered treason (laughs) yep yep um but uh yeah they didn't they really did not do a a particularly good job of impressing upon i think your average visitor that uh it really is under extreme historical contention whether or not she actually sewed one. So yeah, it, I would say it also w- just wasn't very, like, like I was maybe, like, I went through, I think, the entire museum in about half an hour. Um, yeah. And so, like, which, you know, isn't, maybe, maybe less, actually. Like, which isn't really their fault. Like, it's sort of like a small space. Mm-hmm. Um, but there wasn't a whole lot of information Ah, I see, I and see. And most of the information that was there was of perhaps dubious import. Um, Great. Yeah. So I wasn't particularly impressed. Um, I, I ended up having this whole conversation with my dad about it later, about where I was like, yeah, I think that museum does a disservice to the American public. Um, <laughs> which my dad was like, well, I mean, it's. It, I think the issue is that telling the truth in a nuanced way isn't interesting. Um, to it's most true. to most people, that's so true. Um, it's usually not interesting. So, <laughs> never mind. It's I, I have opinions about museums. <laughs> I know, but we have so much news. Um. Okay. So, um, on November fourteenth, there was a shooting at a high school in Santa Clarita. Um, five people were shot um and then in addition um the suspect was shot he shot himself in the head but i oh he did die no he didn't die okay hold on let me read this whole twitter thing (laughs) the okay the shooter last i heard was in grave condition at the hospital after shooting himself and the second victim who was 14 died at the hospital but that is all the information that I have. Okay. It was also posted on BuzzFeed, but I saved some of the original tweets about the incident. So um, probably there's other people who are listening to this who kept up with the Santa Clarita shooting. Because I didn't. 
Um, so I don't keep look up to with me news for this. at all. So like all of all of my, literally all of my news is like the past two days. Um. Yeah, I mean, I just save stuff that I see for us to use when we record, and then we didn't record for like a month and a half. So yeah, see that that would have been smart for me to do, but I'm too stupid. Um. <laughs> I've been doing this for too long. Is really what yeah. it shows to me. Yeah. Um, this is not American news, but Rome, no, not Rome. What the fuck is wrong with me? Venice was underwater for a long time, but I think it's fine now. Um, I don't know, but all of the fucking squares were just straight up underwater. It was very gross to look at. Yeah, I did. I did see some of that, um, which is, I mean, it's, it's a pretty, I think it's a problem for the future with, especially with rising sea levels. Um, For the future? You mean, like, in six months? <laughs> yeah, I would, no, I was gonna say, Venice is going to, everyone in Venice is going to drown. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure whether or not that's a, wh- I mean, like, obviously, people, like, the fact that people are gonna be displaced is really awful. Um, yeah. But, and, well, no, there's not, that's not really a but, but there. Um, yeah, no, it's just, it's awful. We should, and we should stop it. Um... But I don't think there's really anything we can do about Venice at this point because it's literally on the water. Yeah, well, yeah, I think the the, the future perhaps uh, takeaway is don't build cities on swamps next to the ocean. Valid. Um. That's valid. Prime Minister... for now, um, Netanyahu uh, was indicted on charges of bribery, fraud, and breach of trust. Um, and also, I don't think we even talked about this, but um, Israel is doing its third election. I think they like did the election though. I'm I didn't save not, anything about that. I haven't seen anything. I did know. I did see that Netanyahu has asked to be. A granted immunity from prosecution from yeah, all of those he's charges. Yeah, a fucking idiot. No, I'm sorry, but if you get indicted multiple times on the same charges, you don't deserve immunity. This fucking asshole deserves to go right to hell. I'm like at that point, like yes, you should get a trial because like due process and all that. But he doesn't deserve a trial. <laughs> no, he doesn't. It's, it's like uh-uh. if, if you're stupid enough to get caught like and indicted so like that many times. Just go to, just take the loss and go to fucking jail, dude. <laughs> yup. Yeah. Unrelated to international politics, um, PrEP, uh, which is like a, a kind of drug that's used to, um, like increase your chances of being at a lower risk for HIV. Yeah. Um, and, um, it stands for a pre-exposure prophylaxis, uh, specifically. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, so prep medicines, there's like two different kinds, um, are going to be free soon, um, in the United States. Fuck. Um, yeah. Yeah. Regardless of whether or not you are insured because the Department of Health and Human Services launched a program at the beginning of December called Ready, Set, Prep, which is a national program, um, in order to distribute medications uh, for pre-exposure prophylaxis, um, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. because the Department of Health and Human Services, I guess, uh, loves the gays. Um, 
Yeah, we stand. <laughs> yeah, they also have um, a website called getyourprep.com. Um, so you can, like, find out where you can get the medications near you. Um, but also... Walgreens, Rite Aid, and CVS have donated their prescribing services for the program, um, and th- they will all have the medications available no later than March 30th of 2020. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. It's really exciting. Yeah, I was going to say, if, if, you, if you're sexually active and are part of a high-risk group, um, definitely... So basically anyone who's not a uh, cishet white man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'd say that... Um, is uh, definitely takes um, take a look at that, um, see whether or not it's something you can that would be useful to you. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Yeah. Uh, the University of Phoenix. I'm sure everyone has heard of it. It's that stupid for-profit online college. Um, is going to be canceling $141 million in debts owed by, um, like, tens and thousands of people because um, U.S. regulators have accused it of using, quote-unquote, deceptive ads to lure students. Hmm. Uh, no kidding. Yeah. Um, I, sh- I, yeah. <laughs> I, frankly, I think that for-profit colleges and universities should be illegal, and also advertising anything should be illegal, um, <laughs> that'll never happen. Uh, no, absolutely not. Um, um, but then again, that's also largely because I hate being advertised to. Um, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Trump has been impeached, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that that was actually a, re- a really big news story that we did, huge. Get, didn't get a uh, chance to cover. No, um, we did not. We were going to, and then I think I wasn't. Then I think I went away. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think we were gonna we were set to record, and then we're like, and then I think it, we were like, yeah, we'll record tomorrow about that. And, and then I don't think either one of us spoke to each other. <laughs> yeah, I well, I I think that's what. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Um, but yeah, he's been he's been impeached. Thank God. Yeah, um, for abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. Um, and then uh, the House has decided to just sort of sit on the impeachment charges um, until the um, they can guarantee a fair trial in the Senate, um, which really, I think, unless the Senate gets flipped um, in the next election, will never happen. Um, nope. Never. But um, at least... At least... Um, if they sit on them forever, um, at least they can say he was uh, never acquitted. It's true. That's true. Um, yeah. Uh, hopefully you heard about this. Um, I know you have, Griffin. Yeah. But hopefully everyone else listening has heard about this because this was, like, actually very concerning. Um, but for... Seven, no, six of the eight nights of Hanukkah, there was one anti-Semitic attack every single day. So that's pretty fucked up. Um, One of these being that on December 29th, five people, no, not December 29th, sorry. It was a little bit before that. Um, I think it might have been like the 28th, but five people were stabbed at a Hanukkah celebration in a rabbi's house in New York. 
Uh, not in the city. It was in the hellish outlands of New York. But um, I want to make jokes, but I can't because um, Nazis are idiots. And I know they're not listening to this podcast, but they are everywhere. I, I really do think, um, and I'm you know, there are going to be people out there who disagree with me on this, but fuck those assholes. Um, yeah. That we should look to what something was sort of like what Germany has done where it's um, Nazi propaganda and gestures and Nazi influenced speech um, are illegal. Um, like you can go to jail for um, doing the Nazi salute. Um, yeah, yeah I think should we should, that. I think we should have that. Um, and there are going to be, be, be people out there who like, who say that's a violation of free speech. Um, and I say, yes, it is. And I still think it's a good idea. Um, yeah, because, and I, I, I think this, this is something where I, I've seen where I guess the exa- the example I saw was there was like a couple who were like, yeah, we want to make a tolerant church, um, where every, everyone is welcome. And it's like, that's not possible because if everyone is welcome, yeah. then some of those people don't want other people to be welcome. Um, yes, you shouldn't tolerate, um, harmful and yeah, dangerous it's, you ideologies. You shouldn't tolerate intolerance. Um, um, I, yeah. the, where it's like, in order to make it safe for the people who you want it to be safe for. So in this case, um, we want to make the country safe for, you know, minorities, um, or sort of anyone who is the target of white, like white supremacism or white supremacy and neo-Nazism, um, in order to make it safe for those people, you have to, you know, kick out the people who's making it unsafe for them. Because you can't just let them, it's like, oh yeah, we yeah. want to be a country where, you know, all walks of life are accepted. Isn't It isn't possible. It's like, if you want all walks of life to be accepted, yeah. uh, there are some people who don't want that. And you have to kick those fuckers out. Um, yeah, yeah. Being a Nazi is literally a choice. Whereas, like, being Jewish or being black or being queer isn't, even though some people can convert to Judaism, but it's still, like, yeah. for the most people, it's not a choice. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, that was fucked up. Um, and then the last thing is our topic. So, Griffin, you should go into your news stories. All right. Um, my first one is... Um a little bit weird, at least weird to me, um, but it's the former, um, I guess, CEO of uh, the company Nissan um, was uh, under what effectively house arrest um, in Japan. Um, he was uh, he was supposed to stand trial on financial misconduct charges. Um, so he what he had paid about. million in bail in April. Whoa. Um, That's a lot of money. Yeah, so, or 1 billion yen, um, and was, uh, he was monitored by a 24-hour camera uh, installed outside his house. Okay. um, And he, you know, banned from traveling abroad, obviously, and was, uh, his use of technology was heavily restricted. Um, And then somehow, um, he, um, on sort of on the new year so in on new year's eve um he somehow uh, appeared in lebanon 
Um, so this is. So I, I should say. So his name is uh, Carlos uh, Gosen. So, um, so if he you is, see him. Um. So he is. I guess. So he is like triple citizenship. So he's. Um. You know. Br- passports from Brazil, uh, France, and Lebanon. That's um, crazy. So he somehow managed to. Um, sort of evade um getting sort of arrested at the airport um and make his way to lebanon via turkey um so a turkish private jet firm has uh whose uh plane he sort of or planes he was allegedly on um says that it was um they believe that it was the work of sort of a rogue uh employee um who acted alone um, okay. Interesting. Um, potentially using, uh, who, and who falsified records in order to, uh, have sort of him not be, uh, captured. Um. Okay. So, yeah, interesting to say the least. Yeah. Um. Um. But, yeah, so... I just thought that was that was like such a w- weird story. I and, and, I mean, initially, um, the the rumors were that he had been sh- um, smuggled out of his house in a like um, musical instrument case, so like a cello or bass oh case my or God. something. <laughs> um, but like, has uh, those rumors have been denied by his like him and his family? Okay. Um. So, uh, but yeah, he. Uh, Lebanon uh, does not actually have a uh, extradition agreement with Japan, but uh, Interpol has put out an alert um, for uh, for him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, in other news, um, so Catal- uh, the Catalan um, separatist party uh, Esquerra Republicana de uh, Catalunya um, are going to abstain in a confidence vote. Uh, next week for uh, the Spanish Prime Minister in return uh, for uh, talks on the future of Catalonia. Oh, well, that's kind of cool. So the sort of interim Prime Minister, uh, uh, Pedro Sanchez, uh, won sort of the largest port, his party, uh, the Socialists, uh, won the largest portion of the vote, but not enough to uh, have an outright majority or even to form a coalition government um, without sort of some help. So there's there has been a I guess a vote of no confidence has been called. Mm-hmm. Um, if he so it'll go to a first round in which he needs to win a majority, which doesn't look likely. Um, but in the second round, which would officially remove him, uh, he simply needs more votes than for than votes against. Oh, okay. Um, and so the uh, Catalan, um, sort of the only way that that would as happen sort of at this point um, would be if the uh, Catalan uh, Republicans uh, voted um, against him, but sort of by abstaining, um, he'll probably win that second round of voting. Um, yeah. And as sort of as a... Um, They've agreed to set up negotiations between the central government and the Catalan government um, to sort of hold talks about what will happen um, in the future. 
So this is honestly a probably the best way forward. Okay. From he- here, it's the central Spanish government is still like, um, pr- like the actions that they took a, mo- a few months ago, mm-hmm. um, were pretty. I I would say authoritarian in nature. Yeah. Um, you mean the actions that they took against Catalonians? Um, yeah, Catalonians. Um, yeah. So I I would say that's not. But like from here, this is probably the best way forward, at least politically. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Mm-hmm. um so. Um. In other European news, um. One person was killed and two were uh, injured. Uh, in a stabbing near Paris. Um, That's a, where I'm going soon. I hope I don't get stabbed. In a ta- it's a, I guess, a suburb of Paris called uh, Villejuif. The um, Jewish village? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's about uh, five miles south of um, Paris. Um, so the perpetrator uh, was a 22-year-old man um, who is... Uh, identified only by uh, Nathan C. And I, th- this has been sort of, it's been released that he's had um, a history of mental illness, which I think is irrelevant. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so the uh, the deceased um, victim was a 56-year-old man who was uh, walking in the park with his wife, um, uh, who was in who was injured. Um, but he, but the man, but the man um, died, died trying to protect his wife. That um, sucks. Yes. Uh, terribly sad. Um, you sound so broken up about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'm sorry. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to your move leg. on because I, I have even, I have even more horrifying news. Um, uh-huh. Oh, great. <laughs> so, um, ah. uh, so it is suspected that Boko Haram, uh, militants have killed uh, at least 50 people uh, on an island on Lake Chad um, on the border of Cameroon and Chad. Um, so the militants disguised uh, themselves as traitors um, and then attacked uh, local fishermen. Um, so the attack actually happened in um, on the 22nd of December, but sort of news from the, the area is on, sort of only recently, uh, I guess, reaching sort of a worldwide stage. Okay. So among those killed were at least 20 uh, Cameroonians and an un- but uh, an unknown number of people are still unaccounted for and it's it's it's, it's suspected that um, the victims are sort of a mixture of uh, different nationalities. It's on uh, cuz the lake is on uh, the border between Nigeria, Chad and Cameroon. Oh. Okay. So um, that's, that's sort of all I have on that story. Um, yeah. but, uh, also in, uh, African news in the West, uh, Darfur state of Sudan, mm-hmm. a military plane, uh, has crashed, uh, which has caused the deaths of 18 people, including four children. So that sort of divided up into seven crew members, uh, three judges and eight civilians. Oh, jeez. Um, it had been, uh, the plane had, uh, it crashed five minutes after taking off from an airport. What? Um, in the state capital. Um, and had been, uh, 
attempting to deliver aid to the area. Um, it, it, at this point, it is not clear what caused the plane to crash. Wow. Um, and an, an investigation is underway uh, currently. The area has been sort of racked by uh, recent violence, uh, with at least 48 people have been killed um, and 241 uh, wounded. Wow. Moving on to Australian news. Um, there's fires! There's um, incredibly deadly um, or sort of and destructive bushfires mm-hmm. um, since, uh, I believe, since September. Yes, yeah, since September, the fires across um, across the, the country have killed 20 people, um, raised um, more than 1,300 homes to the ground. Um, yep. and destroyed millions of acres of bushland. Um, most um, So the worst hits uh, region has been um, New South Wales, um, but just about every state and territory in the country has been affected uh, to some degree. Um, millions of uh, wild, like, uh, wild animals have um, been um, killed by the mm-hmm. fires, um, and, like, the, and air quality, even in... Um, the ma- like major cities such as uh, Sydney mm-hmm. um, has uh, plummeted. Um, wow. Um, as part of this, um, so uh, bushfires do happen from time to time, um, but these ones have been um, particularly particularly large. Um, some of some of the fires um, are as big as small countries and have almost certain been exacerbated by climate change yep um you don't say as, um the yeah no so the australia's uh, prime minister uh, scott uh, prime minister scott morrison um has um also been uh, derided for his uh response um sort of he's been considered an absentee he took a in sort of as the bushfires were becoming larger and larger he took a vacation to hawaii I would do um, the same thing. That's so um, stressful. He, um, but he's also um, done very little to um, combat them. I so am not mo- surprised. M- ma- many Australians have been uh, calling for him to increase um, the budget for uh, the national sort of like firefighting service. Yeah, um, which he has been reluctant to do. He's at he's added. Um, some money, um, and, um, has stated that, uh, the volunteer, uh, firefighters who make up the bulk of the firefighting service, um, will be, uh, sort of paid for the work that they've missed fighting fires. Um, but most Americans, or sorry, most, I don't know why I said Americans, most Australians, um, don't really view it as enough. Um, and he's come under pretty consistent fire for the fact that it's really a lot of his policies that um, have exacerbated um, the cl- like climate change that led to uh, the fires in the first place. Mm. Um, so under his uh, uh, sort of premiership, uh, Australian coal um, use has uh, soared. Yeah. And um, despite uh, his claims that uh, Australia is still on track to keep the uh, climate accords goals, um, that's actually been debated. 
um, yeah. by uh, other other countries. So, and he, well, and he still he still denies that um, the the coal use in Australia is actually is um, affecting the the fire is or res- is responsible for the fires. Um, is this man dumb? Yes. Um, he's a he's he is a conservative so yeah so he is yes. stupid mm-hmm. Great. yeah um a there has been a pneumonia outbreak in wuhan china mm-hmm. um so there's a total of 44 cases have been confirmed so far um 11 of which are considered to be severe by officials and the chinese uh, sort of authorities in the area have uh launched an investigation mm. uh, into it so it's some sort of viral pneumonia um, so there have been some, um, speculation online that it could be SARS, um, which that did sucks. originate, uh, which did initially, uh, originate in China in 2002, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, and the, so, and SARS, um, in the epidemic in 2002 to 2003, uh, killed more than 700 people around the world. Um, I believe 300 and uh, about 350 of them in China. Yep. You know um, what's a fun sort of fact um, about climate change? Is that it uh, increases the frequency and um, danger of pathogens and bacteria and viruses. So. That is, that's a very unfun fact. You are um. so welcome. <laughs> I hope you feel more stressed. Um. <laughs> A little bit, um, <laughs> but so that that's mo- mostly the concern has been that this is possibly a, a another outbreak of SARS, um, but uh, the Chinese authorities have denied that it is, um, and said eight people have been punished for uh, quote publishing or forwarding false information on the internet without uh, verification. Um, they're definitely trying to crack down on uh, people. Spread, spreading rumors that it that it is uh, or could be SARS, mm. um, but we'll have to wait for more information as to what exactly it is. Yeah. Also, in news relating to China, um, Hong Kong uh, is still uh, protesting. Yes. Um, yes, they are. Uh, so they are. They you know they're still marching for democracy um, in the new year. And a lot of it is sort of the the same story um they are you know ten, tens of thousands of people are marching um mm-hmm. and are being met with police brutality so unsurprising um but this is i think just a a quote to sort of keep in mind is um so it's from a man uh, identified as tongue um it was just says it's hard to utter happy new year because hong kong people are not happy Unless the five demands are achieved and police are held accountable for their brutality, then we can't have a real happy new year. T. That is so valid. Um, in So I have two s- news stories from Mexico. One is um, upsetting and one is actually, I think, very interesting. Okay. Um, and, uh, and sort of more upbeat. I'll save the upbeat one for, for last. <laughs> okay. Um, but... Uh, so here, here we go. Uh, so the upsetting one, um, a prison riot in Cienguias uh, leaves 16 inmates dead. <gasps> um, Holy with, shit! With five others uh, wounded. 
Um, oh my god. Uh, so there was a two and a half hour riot. Uh, prisoners ended up fighting each other using uh, smuggled handguns and knives. Um, um, that's a lot. Okay. So violence is not uncommon in, in Mexico prisons. A lot of them are overcrowded and uh, sort of somewhat corrupt, which is, can be said of American prisons as well, I should add. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but one prisoner was arrested with a gun still in his possession, um, and but three other, ha- uh, three other handguns were later found inside. Um, and um, so, but and se- but several um, victims had suffered gunshot wounds. Others had been stabbed, um, and a few more were actually uh, were beaten to death. Um, <gasps> oh my with god! Various, with various objects, um, no guards or police were wounded. Um, good for and, them. But, and details of how it started are not immediately clear, uh, but an investigation has been launched. Um, that and so that's the end of that story. Um, and then this is a story I find, I think is interesting. Um, in so some archaeologists in Mexico have uncovered a uh, what they believe to a to be a Mayan palace that dates back um, more than a thousand years that's so cool um, so it, the building is uh about so the remains of the building are about 20 feet high um nearly 200 feet long and probably i think it would be you know 65 uh feet wide mm-hmm. um so they were found um on at a dig um it's at the ancient uh city of uh Kuluba. In, U- in the Yucatan state. Um, and the s- structure um, could date as far back as uh, 600 CE. That's um, so cool. Uh, so it the it was most likely, so the palace was most likely in use uh, in two periods, uh, what is sort of identified as the late classic between 600 and 900 CE mm-hmm. and the terminal classic uh, which overlaps a little between 850 and uh, 1050 CE. So the article I'm reading doesn't sort of say exactly when in there it likely um, was, but I, I would sort of tend towards the later. Um, and they're also, um, as well as the palace, uh, archaeologists are exploring uh, several structures in the central square of Kulaba, uh, which are an altar, uh, remnants of two residential buildings, and a structure... Um, that is believed to be uh, an oven. Ooh, so, an oven. That's fun. Yes. Um, but I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and that is, that's my last news story. Nice. So, um, uh, well, my last bit of news is that Remy's fucking full size and it's homophobic and I hate it. Um, <laughs> yeah. He is sniffing this arch that I got him. Um, so I remembered that he exists. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So our topic this week is what literally happened last night, which was that um, Trump ordered um, a strike on Iran's uh, supreme military leader, 
um, uh, whose name I'm going to butcher, and I do apologize. Um, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, uh, uh, no, but he sorry, didn't it, die. It, oh wait, um, no, no, sorry, it was it wasn't Khamenei. It. it was it was, it was the um, other guy. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, the Kasim Major Suleimani. There we go. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ka- Kasim Suleimani. Um, and so he did. Um, he did die. Yes, um, and um, Khamenei is the guy who has promised retaliation against yes. those who um, killed Suleimani, uh, which means the U.S. So great. Yeah. So. <sighs> Where to start with this? So just start somewhere, please. <laughs> so, um, I guess we should probably a little bit of background on Suleimani. So he, he was a major general in the Ira- Irani army. So he's he led the uh, Quds force of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, which is the um, Iranian military. Mm. Um. And so he was killed along with a few um, officials from Iraqi militia who were pro-Iran. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were killed by a drone strike um, uh, in Iraq. Um, yeah. So Suleimani was... I, I, I saw it described as he if he was simultaneously um, like the commander of the Joint Chiefs of Staff the head of the CIA, um, and also there's like one other thing. Like th- he was probably like the second most powerful man in Iran. Okay. Um, is pretty much what it was. Um, I- I've seen it like compared to as if, it, you know, Iran had, you know, uh, assassinate, assassinated Mike Pence. Well, I hope they do. So it's definitely the most sort of extreme escalation. Yeah, that's... of um, so far in there. There's been a bit of a standoff between Tehran and uh, Washington for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the most extreme escalation, especially after since um, there was, I think, a there actually a lull um, in escalations between Trump where. I think it had gotten to the point where Trump seemed to be backing off a little bit. Um, and then not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, yeah. So, um, uh, Ayatollah Khamenei has uh, issued a statement uh, which called for public mourning for three days, um, mm-hmm. and then stated, um, and I uh, quote: uh, "His departure to God does not end his path or his mission." But a forceful revenge awaits the criminals who have his blood and the blood of other martyrs last night on their hands. Um, so I guess there's been concern that this is going to start a war uh, with Iran. Yes. Um, which... It was actually trending on Twitter yesterday as World War Three um, because Netanyahu praised Trump for the strikes because um, they are in love um and are both fucking idiots so potentially israel could be dragged into this so if you live in israel my recommendation would be for you to leave israel if you want juice to continue existing 
Okay, so um, for those of you listening, it is now the next day because Griffin's phone died yesterday when we were recording. So yeah, it's we whatever. I believe had some technical difficulties. One might say. Yes, I don't remember where we left off, but we were definitely talking about Iran. Um, and Trump being an idiot, and then I think I mentioned something about how Netanyahu decided to stick his fucking idiot face in the middle of this. Yes. Um, and he praised Trump, which now puts, um, all of Israel at risk because they are actually geographically near Iran. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think we're talking about where, because people are talking about it being, you know, World War Three or what have you because of because of this and um yeah and i i think people have been making sort of a big deal uh out of it at least on sort of like on twitter and such um yes and i i do think it is important to note that it won't even if war is declared it won't be world war three at most no for sure (laughs) at most it would be a limited number of like allies and sort of proxy things and i think people are you know kind of freaking out because it's like oh no this is going to like affect americans so much and i'm like not really um yeah definitely not really um or yeah like the the only thing that's going to probably the only people who are going to be affected are a limited number of american service people um Mm -hmm. and i mean like because we we always hear you know like four thousand dead soldiers in the iraq war um Mm -hmm. But uh, kind of also leaving out that there is sort of at least 200,000 Iraqi civilians that were killed. Um, yeah. So, like, if anything, what's going to actually happen is that it's going to be incredibly one-sided slaughter where a bunch of Iranians are killed um, and probably, yep. um, you know, a- Iranian allies. So that's probably going to be Iraqi as, as well. Um, and so just other people in that region. Um, so yeah, that's going to be the most, most of the dead, um, or sort of like the people who are affected. And it's, um, especially with sort of the, the incredibly cavalier, uh, attitude that Americans typically have, uh, about airstriking people. Um, yep. so I, I, I do think sort of the, everyone on Twitter, sort of all of these Americans sort of freaking out are, they're making a whole blue, over something that's not going to affect them at all. Um, yeah. And in fact, it's going yeah. to be incredibly disastrous for Iran. Yeah. Because, like, I see where everyone's coming with, with that, like, they are afraid of what it means for um, Iran to retaliate. Mm-hmm. But they don't really have nuclear power. They have, like, a fractured government. Um, and... It just, like, the likelihood of them flying to the States to attack here or airstrike here is, like, so it's, low. Um, it's, I, I would say it, there, there is going to be no attack on American soil. Like, the, the only sort of potential attack on American soil, that would be, it would have to be sort of like a covert, like, operation um, and it, I, I think it would have to be like a home, almost like a homegrown kind of thing. And like, that's not just yeah. like with all of the things that we've since put in place since on 11, that's incredibly unlikely. If yeah, I agree. The, the, you know, retaliation, if, if it does happen, which it may not, 
um, is most mm-hmm. likely going to be against American service people in the Middle East. So, like, all of these sort of Americans who are sort of freaking out about it are really in a situation where it's like they're not going to be affected. Um, and it's incre- like it's it's sort of self centered um, for them. Yeah. Uh, for them to be like, oh, oh, woe is me. It's like because like their life is going to be like continue as normal. And like I, I think also like the people sort of making jokes. There's like I've seen a lot of people making jokes about it, and like that sort of just the the fact is like that comes across sort of in bad taste for me, where it's like mm. yeah, it's like because you, like you're making all these jokes about it, but it's like but. If there, if if a war does happen, um, there's going going to be a bunch of you know brown you know Middle Eastern people who are going to die um, because Trump decided to start a war before an election year, um, or I guess yes. in, a, in, a, in election year. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that most of these jokes are coming from young people. Most of us who most most of us have never seen war here. In the states, I don't even think that's happened. The the last ever the, most the last American war, wars have been overseas. Yeah, I was gonna say the last war that happened on American soil, like it was eighteen twelve. Uh, well, no, the Civil War, but um, <gasps> oh, the Civil War! I'm fucking um, stupid. <laughs> and I mean, even and so like that's I mean, and like if you count Pearl Harbor, but like I would, mm-hmm. I would like, but that was a war that happened here. That was like a singular attack, and then everything else was overseas. Um, yeah. But yeah, like the Civil War, uh, which happened, you know, more than 150 years ago. And there's been conflict going on in the Middle East between like America and Afghanistan, America and Iraq for so long that it almost feels like there's no war at all for pretty much anyone who's under the age of 25 because. A lot of us can't remember 9-11, and so we don't remember the war starting. Yeah. Um, And so it just seems normal to us, and I think that that is what a lot of the jokes are stemming from, because, like, if there is a war, we don't exactly understand what that looks like, even though it would probably look exactly the same as what we're currently living through. Yeah, I mean, the the United States has been sort of in a... has been militarily involved in the Middle East, um, and sort of I would say it's sort of at war. Like I'm not, I'm not entirely sure if we we we're still considered at war at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of like in in, uh, in the Middle East, but uh, for since 2003, which would be two thirds of my life, um, mm-hmm. and so I think you're you're even younger than me. So it might be nearly like three quarters of yours. Um, I think so. Which is uh, insane. Like, because, like, the fact is, like, I was eight when we, when we, the Iraq war was declared. There's no time when I was aware of politics where Mm -hmm. I was, when we weren't at war. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty much the same for me, except for a different (laughs) start date. Must have been, like, six or something. Yeah. Um... Yeah, but there's also been a lot of um, jokes on TikTok that are pretty similar um, because people started making a lot of jokes when Trump got impeached because um, if Trump were to be removed, who would be the president? Um, Mr. Homophobe in Chief, Michael Pence. And um, if everyone's been making jokes on TikTok that are actually 
quite funny about um, if he became president, he would probably send every queer person to conversion therapy. And the joke has become that we would all just be in summer camp together Mm. um, and that it would actually be kind of fun because a bunch of gays at summer camp is kind of fun um and so now the joke is um do you would you rather pretend to be straight and get sent to war or admit that you're gay and have to go to a conversion camp which is bleak and the jokes are actually very good but it is very scary um i i will say one of the I think that's the thing is if Trump was removed from office prior to being sort of like having his second term, like or or prior to the election, say, Mm -hmm. um, actually, even if he was removed, I guess if he were removed after the election, but before he took his like second term, I'm not sure what would Mm -hmm. happen. Um, that we would have to have another election. Yeah. Well, I, that's the thing. Is like I don't think. Oh no, no, sorry, no, no. Um, whoever's the vice would be the president. I I guess, but like he hasn't taken the off. Like he hasn't taken office. Oh, I guess that's true. I don't know. Um, like that. That's just so, such a weird edge case. That really is. But that's the thing. Is if, yeah, if Trump's, no if Trump's removed before, then Pence won't win the nomination. Cause Pe- no, fuck no. Cause Pe- Pe- no one likes him. Like even even if he weren't removed, Pence has no personal charisma. Um, no, he sucks. Um, yeah, I mean, here's hoping. I really think, I think Bernie's electable. I know middle class white people do not think he is electable, but I think he's electable. That's because middle class white people don't understand the culture of the United States. Um, That's true. Um, because I have seen so many people who've been like, you know, I'm, I'm a gun loving, um, you know, God fearing redneck, but I'd vote for Bernie. Um, kind of really? people. Yes. I've, huh. I've seen shirts. Of, I've seen shirts. And people be like, wow, I don't, I don't I know have that. never seen this. I, it's because but, I only know Jewish people and we hate guns and God. Um, <laughs> Um, no, I, I, I've seen like <laughs> online people be like, wow, that's weird. And people are like, if you think this is weird, you do not understand like rural areas. Because that's the thing. That's so strange. Is because that's the thing about Bernie is people see Bernie and they realize, hey, that that guy is a politician, but he's not crooked. Every other. Yeah. Because that that's the thing is one of the, the biggest things that Bernie has going for him is that um, – he at least I'm not sure if he's necessarily I think he generally is slightly more honest than most other politicians um, mm-hmm. but even if he isn't he's people think he is yeah um, and like yeah. if you go out um, like th- that because that's like the biggest issue with convincing Trump supporters that Trump's corrupt is like if you say Trump's corrupt and they're like oh well they all are yeah but like Bernie I think he should have the nomination. Yeah, I was going to say, but, but that's I the really thing think is so. every like that's like one of the things that just like everyone you know on either side is people may not like Bernie's policies on the right, um, mm-hmm. but they like him as a person. 
And that's generally how they elect people. Yes, when exactly. it comes to it, Republicans. It, yeah, that that's the thing is they view it as a, it's like a popularity contest. Uh, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, so that they might not like his policies, but they're like, well, he's an honest guy. Um, and he and then we trick them into getting free health care. Yes. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is he also very obviously cares about working class people in a way that they're like, well, yeah, yeah I don't really feel like, you know, politicians care about us. Um, but this Bernie guy, he definitely does. Um, and he, That's he's so honest true. and That's so true. like hardworking. And so like he, re- he, even if like, and I, I think he is generally cares more about, you know, working class, I mean, working class people and he is more honest and he is sort of, um, than most politicians. Um, but even if he, you know, is just as honest, people f- are in just as like cares just as much about working class people, people view him in a different way. Um, and I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. entirely sure why mm-hmm. that is. Um, <laughs> I think part of it is that he is extremely blunt. <laughs> um, That's true. He's very blunt. And he's also like, oh, shit. Hold on. I have this chicken and it's dripping. Oh, no. <laughs> Give me one second. Okay. Sorry. I um, started thawing this chicken for my dinner tomorrow. And um, it had thawed more than I thought it did. And there was chicken juice dripping and i was like can't have that so yeah what were you saying about bernie um i was gonna say because that's the thing is i think people regardless of whether or not he's actually more honest or actually cares more than most politicians which i think he does um people sort of he has this sort of the sheen to him where you know even people who are sort of moderately right actually very much like him yeah, um, yeah, that's true. And so it, it, it's that kind of thing where it's like, in terms of the, the whole electability question is, like, he has actually enormous crossover appeal. That's so true. Um, that mm-hmm. people, because that's the thing is, um, people are like, oh, well, he's too far left. Like, you know, moderate Republicans or like, or um, won't vote, like, moderates won't vote for him. Um, moderate Democrats might not, but moderate Republicans might. But yeah, and that's the thing is like moderate moderate Republicans actually are sort of like the moderate like working class Republicans actually might. Um, yeah, the far mm-hmm. right aren't weren't going to vote for him no matter what. So who gives a fuck about those assholes? Exactly, exactly. What we really need is to like somehow not get the um, far right wingers to vote. Get them to avoid the polls as much as possible. Create another Toyotathon. <laughs> I've seen people protesting the war, which is pretty interesting. I mean, that's the thing is people protested the Iraq war um, to a really like pretty considerable degree. I think it's yeah. Um, there's some really enormous protests, um, and this I mean this is going to sound defeatist, but it did jack shit. Um, I yeah uh huh. It's because they don't care. Um, it's it's it didn't it didn't do anything. Um, because they were just like yeah, please don't do this. And um, all those politicians were like, we don't care because it makes us money, and we don't really give a shit about you. Um, yep. So um, until war stops being profitable, like, doesn't matter what we think. Yeah, exactly, and that's but that's that's that therein is the key. You have to make war unprofitable. Yes. 
Exactly. Um, I don't know how to do that. I mean, so if you... So a lot of these companies that are making war... Or, sorry, that are making money off war are, are American. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, disrupt their business, um, you know? Yeah. Uh, block block the roads. Um, I mean, this is... this Like, on the extreme end, um, you know, destroy their shipments. Um, sa- <laughs> like, sabotage their factories. Um, yeah. Um, but even, even stuff like actual... Stuff like, you know, do sit-ins at their offices offices and refuse to let them in to their offices yeah um yeah you know break into the stock market with a bunch of bunch of your friends and smash all the counting machines um terror terror <laughs> i don't think that's how the stock market I don't works know. anymore terrorize the executives um but that is like that is the thing it's like you can't just like you know follow the you know the police mandated route for your protests um you actually have yeah. to inconvenience people um, yes. That's yeah. the, the whole point of... Cause a real disturbance. Um, I was going to say, the, you know, the, the Boston Tea Party wasn't, you know, them marching up and, you know, pro, you know, protesting by, you know, holding up signs with Harry Potter puns. Um, yeah. It was them destroying property. <laughs> um, so go yes, out... that's true. So go out and destroy some property. Um... And get arrested. Commit arson. Um, it's called civil disobedience. Well, I mean, that's that that this would be uncivil disobedience. What I'm talking about, but well, that's true. Ar- arson is uncivil. Yeah, um... but it like is for the benefit of society. Yes, civilization. Yeah, I mean, I think we've talked the topic out for as much as you and I know about. Yeah, I, I think w- this potential war. We, we, we've sort of hit the limit of our expert expertise, I would say. Um, yeah, yeah, because um, this is not definitely not my field of expertise. So I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't really know a whole lot about Middle Eastern foreign policy um, because it is yeah. a mess. It's a big mess, and I feel like the only people who find it interesting are moderate Republicans. I was going to say, and poli-sci people, but... They're all moderate Republicans. All. James is a poli-sci person. Well, James is an icon. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening. I apologize again for the huge gap in um episode episodes <laughs> that is on me but um, I mean, it, it, it's on me as well but um it uh, i mean we, you're not the one editing yeah we're, i'm not the one editing but like i am we, we didn't record a whole lot of material for you to edit anyway so that's true that's true yeah um so i think that's really it for now Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week. Eat the The rich. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.